Joining us today on Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series is Zoe Yorganda. Professor Yorganda is a faculty member in Applied Econometrics and Productivity at the University of Macedonia in Thessaloniki, Greece, and is a former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority known as ELSTAT. Professor Yorganda first became widely known in Greece in 2011 when she came out as a whistleblower, pointing out that Greece's deficit figures for 2009 were inflated, leading to Greece being brought under the supervision of the so-called Troika. She will speak to us today about this issue and where the judicial cases resulting from this stand today and about the potential continued misrepresentation of Greece's economic figures by Elstat today. Professor Yorganda, thank you for taking the time to join us today on our program. Uh, thank you also, Mr. Nevradakis, uh, for inviting me here for this interview. To get us started, share with us an overview of the information that you revealed against the Hellenic Statistical Authority regarding how the Greek deficit figures for 2009 were falsified and inflated. As an econometrician, and economic statistician appointed in August 2010 by the Greek Parliament to be a member of the seven-member Hellenic Statistics Authority, or ELSTAT, as you said, I had the responsibility by law to express my scientific opinion first within the meetings of the ELSTAT board in which all seven members, the president or chairman included, were supposed to discuss the statistical issues of the agenda and take a decision by the majority rule. What actually happened from the first meeting of ELSTAT on the 3rd of August 2010 was very strange and seemed extremely peculiar to all six of us since the chairman or president, Mr. Andreas Georgiou, a supposedly ex-vice president of the statistics department of the IMF, this was declared as his position in the IMF, uh, insisted that he had to be the only person who could speak in the meetings and decide, and the rest of us, the six, the rest six of us, had to agree and sign his proposals without questions, because, according to his opinion, we had the role of a rubber stamp, and he said that openly to us. He also insisted that we should not keep minutes of the meetings, and when we all threatened to resign and publicize this issue of the minutes, he accepted to keep minutes, but he added that the minutes would report only his opinion and nobody else's opinion. So, as you can imagine, Mr. Nevradakis and the people who hear us, who listen to us, uh, there were minutes, but uh, they were not signed by any of us. Elstat, as a seven-member board, had only four meetings because the chairman went on with extremely strange attitudes. As the main issue was the measurement of the public, uh, uh, of the final estimate actually, of the public uh, or general government debt and deficit uh, for 2009, Mr. Georgiou kept presenting to us ad hoc numbers and he refused to answer our questions about how he came to those numbers. Consequently, all six of us insisted then that uh, the director of the National Accounts Division of Elstat, 
Dr. Nicola Stroblos comes to our meeting and explains to us those numbers. Mr. Stroblos' comments were actually a catapult. He said that those numbers were wrong and they were fixed by violating the Eurostat regulations and methodology which actually are described all the methods of calculating and measuring the debt and deficit are described in the ESA manual, ESA, ESA manual, uh, ESA means European system of accounts. And this, uh, the European system of accounts, is uh, legally instituted under the Commission regulation 2223 of 1996. As you imagine, by investigating the issue, the rest of us, we found out that Mr. Stroblos was actually right. I must report here the fact that Mr. Stroblos was sacked from his position the very next day after he expressed his reservations about the 2009 debt deficit numbers which were fixed by Mr. Georgiou and the general director of Eurostat as we found out later. So, after uh, uh, Mr. Georgiou sacked Mr. Stroblos from his position as a national accounts uh, director, Mr. Georgiou went on to neutralize all six members of the Elstad board and he did that with the help of the IMF representative in the Troika, Mr. Paul Thompson, who today is a European uh, a representative of the IMF for the financing of Greece and the other Mediterranean countries. According to evidence, Mr. Thompson asked ECOFIN, which is the group of the finance ministers of the EU, of the European Union, to impose on the Greek government to change the statistical law so that Elstata would become Mr. Georgiou's rule without a board. After a lot of procedures, discussions, arguments, etc., this was finally done in 2011 and all six of us of the board, of the seven-member board, were sacked without explanation, just as a clause within a law of economic austerity measures. There was a little sentence in that law for the austerity measures which said that the six members of the board are sacked. That's it. As you said, I was uh, the first one to report in the press my criticisms on evidence of untruly augmenting the debt and deficit figures of 2009 not by mere allegations, as some newspapers write, but by indicating the exact violation of the Eurostat regulations and by referring to particular sections of the European methodology which were violated. I did that in October, for the first time in October 2010. Then I tried to inform the Parliament and the government, but as they said to me, they had to obey orders by the IMF and the European Commission, who seemed to be covering Mr. Georgiou.
By my opinion, apparently, as we found out later, actually, in order to justify their loans, unnecessary loans to Greece, according to the Memorandum of Understanding that they had already signed with the Greek government, and also to justify the second Memorandum of Understanding. After I mean, after, in, uh, after the augmentation, the untruly augmentation of the deficit figure to 15.6% of the GDP. My criticisms were subsequently, immediately after, supported by the vice president or vice chairman of the Estat board, Mr. Logothetis, and another member of the board. So we were three of us out of the six uh, who supported uh, my view and my criticisms on evidence, of course, uh, and of course, the ex-director of the National Accounts Division of Elstat supported because he initiated actually the wrongdoing and he made us investigate whether what he said was true. The whole issue, as it became public, was ex officio investigated by the economic prosecutors who, after one year of work, came to the decision of pressing charges against Mr. Georgiou for two crimes. First, breach of duty for three instances. First, lying to the Greek state that uh, he had resigned from the IMF as the law demanded. While the truth was that he continued being an IMF employee. Second, the second instance of the breach of his duty was that he didn't invite, he stopped inviting meetings of the board according to law. And third, he transmitted falsified debt and deficit data to Eurostat without even discussing it with the board as he should have done according to law. The second crime is the felony of forging the data on the 2009 public debt and deficit. The economic prosecutors and the following judicial uh, procedures decided that Mr. Georgiou did all his criminal actions intentionally for personal benefit and for the benefit of others, as they exactly say. So, as you see, the, uh, Mr. Georgiou is under these accusations today and on the 29th of May, we have the court, to the second degree, against his breach of duty, on the 29th of May. And we hope that everything will be okay, I mean, it will justify uh, the, the truth, and uh, will show, actually, because this is simple, and exact accusations. He lied to the Greek state so that he gets the, the, the post of the president of the Elstat board. And uh, second, he didn't invite meetings. He stopped inviting meetings of the, bro of the board uh, because uh, uh, all six members of the board were bothering him, uh, as he said uh, in his letters, which are uh, with... Uh, the uh, Greek parliament, and uh, uh, also he transmitted the wrong data, the untruly augmented data, which actually were dictated to him, as we found later, and through 
uh, actually correspondence which is with the Greek Parliament between him and the Eurostat General Director, Mr. Rademacher, Walter Rademacher, uh, and he went on without even discussing this data with the vote, although he had the obligation from the law to have a vote on those data, a majority vote. So, he transmitted it illegally. So, these three instances of this uh, crime, of the breach, of his breach of duty, are uh, at court on the 29th of May of 2017. We are speaking with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Who is Mr. Yoriu and what was his background prior to becoming the president of the Hellenic Statistical Authority? Well, Mr. Nevradakis, I would not care to search for him if he was behaving normally. But after his strange behavior, I started searching and I found out that his duty at the IMF was not uh, that uh, his post, first of all, was not that he was a vice chairman of uh, the statistics department of the IMF, as he declared, and as also the the Minister of uh, uh, Finance then declared, but uh, he was a simple employee of the IMF at the Financial Institutions Division of the IMF. And uh, his duty at the IMF was to supervise the implementation of the IMF terms by the underdeveloped countries under the IMF financial assistance. And also I found out that he was very rarely in Washington, most of the time being in Africa. I know people at the statisticians, real statisticians at the IMF, and I contacted them because I used to uh, data not only for Greece but for other countries because my my job was an applied uh, econometrician, uh, econometrician and statistician. So I used to visit the IMF and the people there. So I called them to find out what was going on about Mr. Georgiou. So I also found out that uh, he's not a statistician and his only publication is a book about martial arts. He has no scientific publication only a discussion paper signed by another three people at the IMF, and he's not the first, of course, the first name himself, uh, and so far he has no scientific publication in any field, and particularly, of course, in the field of economics, finance, and of course he has nothing in statistics, in economic statistics. Obviously, he was imposed on Greece because the IMF and uh, the European Commission, I think, by my opinion, knew that he could be their man. I mean a puppet of his bosses. This is his character. This is his character as far as I understood him from his uh, uh, collaboration, <laughs> in inverted commas, collaboration with us. Uh, by my own opinion, but not only by my own opinion, he was the most unsuitable person for the Greek case. He did not even write in Greek. He was the really, really unsuitable. And he had not been in Greece 
For 25 years after he finished the high school in Greece, at the American Community Schools, he went to the United States. I think, but I'm not very sure about that, that he got a scholarship. I found that in the internet, but I don't have concrete evidence about that. He got a scholarship by the IMF to do a PhD at the University of Michigan in the United States, but in economic development of uh, underdevelopment actually uh, and afterwards the IMF uh, appointed him as uh, their employee and uh, he, he did not come to Greece for 25 years after that not even for holidays now at the age of 53-54 as I read in the Wall Street Journal in a recent article as I'll uh, explain to you later if I have a chance as, uh, as he, he escaped actually from Greece uh, when he was uh, uh, prosecuted he escaped to his Maryland mansion in the United States and now he is at this early age an IMF pensioner while everybody in Greece and in Europe, they get pen, pe, a pension at the age of 67 and not before that. So himself at, himself at the age of 53-54, he is a pensioner. I want at this point to say that the IMF calculated wrong multipliers as they have asked actually uh, to, to ask to the world for uh, you know they apologize that they they did uh, wrong they calculated wrong the multipliers for Greece but this is not a strange thing because the investigate the statistics the statistics uh, department in uh, and the researchers in the IMF were based on wrong data and it was not only the debt and deficit data which were wrong but also the data on expenditures and production that Mr. Georgiou manufactured actually together with the Eurostat were wrong. The result was of course unnecessary loans to Greece and the deep recession we are experiencing now for seven years. You know, correct uh, Economic policies are based on correct data. And this, unfortunately, was not the case for Greece. So, I, 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 not, I don't know, but I'm thinking. Was the selection of this particular man an IMF mistake? And all Greeks are wondering about that. Or it was a plan to save the French and German banks by loading debt on debt on the Greek people. It is a real Ponzi scheme what has been done on Greece and this is a shame on the part of the IMF, the European Commission and the ECB, the European Central Bank. After so many loans actually, the Greek debt has tripled between 2009 and 2016. Is this justice shown by our supposedly partners that we have fought together through the years in world wars and in everything
We are on the air with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series. If you can, Professor Organda, share with us some additional details about the forthcoming court case against Mr. Yorgiou, for which, from what I understand, you and your fellow whistleblower Nick Logothetis from Elstat will appear as witnesses. Oh, thank you for this. Uh, yes, um, I, I have to say some more things about that. Uh, because, you know, after so many unacceptable interventions with open letters of threat to the Greek government from the European Commission in the guise, disguise of the International Statistical Institute or the administrative personnel of the American Statistical Association, it's a shame actually, asking the Greek government to intervene in the Greek court system and stop the court cases against the EU. They were, I'll tell you, only three until now proposals by three individual judicial representatives who asked for Georgiou's exoneration. But all three were turned down by the court committees. He was not announced exonerated, as some newspapers, foreign newspapers and Greek newspapers write. Those exonerations were just proposals by only three individual judicial representatives, but they were actually turned down by the official court committees. So now we have, as I said before, the 29th of May court against him for breach of duty. We are also expecting the actionable date for the felony crime. I would like to mention that Mr. Georgiou has been sentenced twice to one year imprisonment for libel against the ex-director of the National Accounts Division of Elstat, Mr. Stroblos, who was sacked by him when he simply expressed his scientific opinion and reservations about the numbers, which uh, were coming as if they were coming, falling down from, th- from the sky without any explanation. Also, it is not only me and Logothetis as witnesses against him. We are three out of the six members of the Elstat board who were brave enough to be witnesses because the other three, uh, the, the two of them were representatives of the ex-minister of finance who actually has been sentenced because he did other crimes against Greece fraud, I mean, and also the, the other one was a representative of the uh, Bank of Greece, Mr. Provopoulos. So those people were afraid to come out, although within the meetings they were supporting, we were all together against Mr. Georgiou, asking questions about the, those uh, ad hoc numbers that he was bringing to us. Also, there are other uh, witnesses, uh, there are other officials from Elstat uh, and other statisticians. Regarding the breach of duty, all the six members of the board have come out against him as witnesses, not only at the court, but only at the Greek parliament. I would like also to say at this point that the European Commission keeps accusing Greece's judicial system that 
It intervenes in the financial data of Greece. This is ridiculous and outrageous. Because Mr. Georgiou broke the law. It's clear. He broke the law. And he has to be brought to court. He broke the law. It is very simple. And all the rest is to cover up their own, I mean IMF's and Eurostat's, responsibility for Greece's deep recession because of the unnecessary loans that they gave to Greece due to the wrong and untruly augmented numbers for Greece. We are speaking with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Mr. Yoriou is no longer the president of the Hellenic Statistical Authority, having been replaced by Mr. Thanopoulos. However, in your estimation, is the Hellenic Statistical Authority today continuing the same practices as before through the falsification or the alteration of Greece's economic figures? Oh, yes, Mr. Nevrovakis. Tell me now, I'm going to, to ask you. Tell me, which statistical authority or statistical office in Europe or in the civilized world or even the underdeveloped countries, which are civilized actually, they are underdeveloped for particular reasons that we're not going to discuss here. Not one statistical authority or statistical office is one person's rule as it has been imposed on Greece. So, Mr. Thanopoulos, who was actually appointed not by the Greek Parliament, but by the European Commission. The European Commission appointed him and they imposed on the Greek Parliament to sign their appointment, their, their decision to appoint Mr. Thanopoulos as the head of Elstat without a board. So, Elstat actually today is one person's rule. How unbiased it can be and how independent the numbers can be. That's why now there is all these uh, arguments between the IMF and uh, the Europeans, uh, because uh, not, uh, not between the IMF at Greece or Europeans at Greece, because Greece has no, no say. Because Eurostat manufactures the data about the debt. And they say that the debt is viable, but the debt is not viable. So, he has, Mr. Thanopoulos, he has, by my opinion, and as he, he has shown, I have evidence about that, and I have a lot of, you know, I follow the, uh, uh, the developments in the Elstat. He has to obey. Uh, the orders of Eurostat and the Commission, the European Commission, regarding the numbers and, of course, especially the numbers for debt and uh, the deficit of Greece. And, uh, of course, uh, he has to support the deep depression policies for Greece. Are these policies done because of ignorance and incompetence of the Europeans and of uh, Mr. Thanopoulos? No. Uh, our German pseudo partners have said it openly. Greek people are undisciplined and we have to break them. They have said that. So they punish us. Actually, if this actually is a, a right, uh, I mean a, a wise policy, because of this, I, I think 
that Europe, the Eurozone, is going to be doomed. Well, actually, Greece's economic history has been forged first by Georgiou, and Thanopoulos continues the same way because they have changed the data. Since 1995, the data have been changed completely ad hoc. I have all the old data, and because they wanted to show a smooth uh, increase of the deadness of Greece, which is wrong, because I have the old data. Uh, I have evidence to say all this, of course, uh, because I am for 42 years working as an economic statistician, applied economic statistician, as a, a, an economic researcher and a, a professor at the University of Macedonia, and also as a, a visiting professor at uh, the Harvard, at the National Bureau of Economic Research. And um, but also, I have not managed yet because of the court cases, but very soon my catapult book will be out in English. However, Mr. Thanopoulos' behavior, I must admit, is not that absurd, that stupid and that nonsensical as Mr. Georgiou's behavior was towards everybody, even against uh, towards the, the, the people, the MPs of the parliament and the prime minister and the ministers. So, Mr. Thanopoulos seems smarter but more secretly cunning so that he can survive better than Mr. Georgiou. We are on the air with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Dialogos interview series. The current Syriza Independent Greeks coalition government is claiming to have achieved a primary budget surplus, initially 3.9% and now 4.1%, well above the targets Greece's lenders had initially set for 2016. Does this surplus exist in reality, however? or is it a product of creative accounting? Ah, well, uh, you came to a very good uh, question. Uh, well, it is for sure creative accounting. It's not the people, the statisticians of Elstat, uh, who measure the numbers according to the European methodology. But Mr. Thanopoulos employs a lot of Eurostat experts, some Eurostat pensioners and co Commission, European Commission uh, uh, pensioners who come to Greece to Elstat to manufacture the data away from, uh, uh, distant from uh, the statisticians of Elstat and uh, of course uh, when there is sunshine they go to the nearby island of Aegina, where they have good fresh fish and enjoy themselves with their wives. But they do their job and they paid very, they are paid very generously. Well, the Eurostat, uh, 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 questioning them, you know, Eurostat says that Eurostat pays them, but Greece has a portion of the revenue uh, provides a portion of Eurostat revenue. So, well, the, uh, those surpluses, those surpluses are not healthy if they exist. Because how can a country whose GDP has shrunk by 28% have primary surpluses? That's why I say that if it does, as they claim, 
Of course, those surpluses are not healthy. I mean, they do not come from growth, but from squeezing the public expenditures for health, for education, for uh, from stealing the revenues of the research organizations of Greece, changing them into public servants and public uh, corporations so that they take their revenue that they make out of research actually collaborating with foreign with foreign institutions. So, also, those surpluses, of course, they come from tax choking, any private entrepreneurial initiatives of Greeks, and of course, by giving nothing for growth. The Greek debt has come to a point that it cannot be served anymore. This is the truth. Because, as I said, the Troika, and today the so-called institutions, they change the name of the Troika to institutions, you know, loads Greece with debt in order to pay previous debt, a Ponzi scheme. Isn't it crazy? So, you know, all this is creative accounting, Mr. Nevrodakis, unfortunately. We are speaking with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. In 2015, you presented evidence to the Greek Parliamentary Debt Audit Commission, which had been convened at that time. What did the evidence that you presented contain and what was the outcome of this commission's proceedings? Well, the, the Greek Parliament... Uh has in each vault actual, I have to say that, actual correspondence, as I said before, uh, between the then European Commissioner of Economic Affairs, the General Director of uh, Eurostat, the IMF representative, Mr. Paul Thompson, and Mr. Georgiou, as well as the then Minister of Finance of Greece. This correspondence, I have to say that, Mr. Nevedakis, shows the involvement of the European Commission and the Eurostat in untruly augmenting the Greek debt deficit for 2009. This correspondence, I have also to add here, exists because Mr. Logothetis pressed charges against Georgiou for wrongly accusing him as been hacking his personal email. I want to say here that all charges against Logothetis have been dropped, although the Wall Street Journal had a recent article by Marcus, the journalist Marcus Walker, who completely distorts the facts, showing his outrageous bias in favor of Georgiou. It is a pity, but it has happened. I'm saying that because it has to be clear that Mr. Logothetis was not hacking anybody. I know that because Mr. Logothetis did know very well computer. How could he break passwords and all this that Mr. Georgiou accused him of? Well, regarding the Parliamentary Debt Audit Commission, its work was interrupted because the Prime Minister sacked Mrs. Kostadopoulou as president of the parliament who had initiated this committee and uh, he sacked uh, her as member of the governing party as well. However, although my name is not reported in the final uh, report, I gave data to that committee in the parliament, but not all of it was publicized. Still, 
The outcome is that a sizable portion of the Greek debt is illegal and odious. I want to say again in this point, at this point, that the restructuring of the Greek debt, you didn't ask me about that, but I want to say that. The restructuring of the Greek debt that is under discussion now is completely nonsensical because it means a time extension of its repayment schedule which is so unfair for the future generation of Greece because now I have to say that uh, it is the ne- in the next 50 years that uh, the Greek debt will be repaid back next 50 years so they want to extend it uh, to 80 and 100 years actually they have said the number 99 years The Supreme Court of Greece came, came, we have to emphasize that, came to the conclusion last August that 210 billion euros is the measured damage done to Greece by the untruly augmentation of the public deficit of 2009. This damage, I must say, to the Greek state has to be paid back to Greece because the European Commission and Eurostat are among the partners in Georgiou's crimes with evidence which has been kept in the Parliament and in the Greek justice system. We are on the air with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Indeed, at the same time that this Parliamentary Debt Audit Commission was convening, a number of Greek government ministers of that time, including then Finance Minister Yanis Varoufakis and even Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras, were making public statements claiming that Greece's debt would be repaid in full or Or repaid in perpetuity. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. Well, the Greek government, we all know, is with a gun to their to their head. I mean, they say, sign that you will pay all debt, otherwise we destroy you next minute by switching off completely the tops of your banks. Of course, I think that a patriotic government would have publicized, would have publicized actually such threats without being afraid. But unfortunately, our governments have not done so. And I believe that they keep them from somewhere. I mean that there must be logically some fraud done of those people and they say to them if you go on to publicize the threats we are going to reveal to the Greek people your actually fraudulent behavior by receiving bribes from German companies like Siemens Siemens has come out actually and then a lot of other uh, organizations in uh, in Europe because you know the newspapers were writing We, the Greek government have bought, for example, submarines. Submarines paying huge amounts of money. Submarines which go down to the bottom of the sea, but they never come up. So the Greek people have paid all this money and a huge bribe, of course, at the side to particular ministers for such Uh, well working 
submarines and a lot of other um, uh, weapons actually, airplanes who fall down and uh, and all these kind of things. So all these Europeans, uh, uh, the European governing um, people, they know they know this fraud done by Greek politicians. So they actually say to them, "Go on, publicize our threats, and we'll do you." Uh, will reveal everything you've done. So you are not going to be re-elected by the Greek, by the stupid Greek people. We are speaking with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series. Could you share with us a few words about the role of foreign banks and financial firms in the development and the outbreak of the Greek economic crisis? Yes, well, the foreign banks, we know very well that uh, in 2008, the French, especially the French and the German banks, were bankrupt, actually, because they had, uh, they had uh, a, a lot of toxic debt, uh, American debt. So, the Greek uh, situation, also they had a lot of uh, uh, Greek state bonds. So, uh, they are... Uh, uh, the, 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 the Greek case of wrongly or untruly augmenting uh, the Greek deficit in order to load us with unnecessary loans wh- which actually have gone through to their banks, uh, you know, so that Greece buy, buys back uh, their bonds uh, so that the French and German banks uh, uh, finance their their debts uh, because of their toxic American debt uh, was a very appetizing idea for them. So I think, and this has been actually said by the people like uh, Professor Krugman and a, a lot of other um, uh, researchers and scientists, uh, American and uh, and European. We are on the air with whistleblower Zoe Organda, professor at the University of Macedonia in Greece and former board member of the Hellenic Statistical Authority here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Before we wrap up this interview, Professor Organda, and if I may, we have seen that the evidence that whistleblowers like yourself have presented has been largely ignored by the Greek and foreign media. A government is in power in Greece, which prior to being elected had promised to tear up the austerity agreements and to abolish them with one law and one article, a government which had also promised to halt the privatizations of Greece's public assets and utilities, and which is now implementing the exact opposite policies from what it had promised. The no in the Greek referendum of July 2015 was very quickly turned into a yes by the same government. The European Union and Greece's so-called partners and lenders have not shown even the slightest amount of flexibility with regard to Greece's debt or other financial matters. And my personal impression is that the Greek people are resigned to their fates, allowing all of this to continue taking place in their country. In your estimation, what should be done and what can be done in order for Greece to turn the page and to change direction? Well, this is a very difficult question, actually. Greece has, through the centuries, been under foreign invaders, military, now economic invaders, but we have always survived. Greece is a rich country in terms of physical and human resources, However, our politicians, as I said before, have systematically been generously bribed 
by Western foreigners in order to be able to rob Greece's wealth. Also, our geopolitical situation is very attractive to world powers in their struggle to govern the world. These days, as Germany is trying their last, I hope unsuccessful, attempt to rule Europe and the world, is using our long-suffering little country as a guinea pig to find a conquering way through the rest of the European countries. By my opinion, Greece, a patriotic government, a caring government, has to get out of the Eurozone. We have to have our own monetary policy to control our banks, to have our own currency. This will be difficult, of course, after all this now, because we have sold so many, so much, such a great portion of our wealth. But a good government can reverse this thing. And we have to have our own monetary policy, our own central bank, that we control it in order to go on to growth. Also, we have to stop, to ask the United Nations to implement the human, the human rights clauses of the international law because uh, Greece has a large portion of its people who are very hungry. I, I live in a, in a rich suburb of Athens and Thessaloniki, but I see in the night old people in these rich suburbs who were previously good standing people because they have worked until they were 67, 65 and 67 years of age and all the rest is nonsense and lies and search in the waste bins in the street to find some little vegetables thrown out by other people. Also the supermarkets in Greece, they ask us there the customers to give some to buy rice and milk for the for children of families who are in absolute hunger and poverty i have seen people families with two and three children in thessaloniki who live in their own cars they don't live in a house and they come to the university because we have baths there and little rooms for the visiting professors and visiting scholars uh, to stay and come there to have a bath. And uh, I mean this situation is a shame for Europe. Also, they have loaded us with lots, with millions of refugees from Syria. Of course, the Syrian people are uh, suffering and we have to accept them and we are caring for them actually but also there are uh, people who are not refugees they come to Greece from a lot of other places of the world from Africa, from uh, deep Asia, from Bangladesh, from India from a lot of other places we don't hate these people we don't, we, we are actually having them and we are uh, uh, people of good intentions towards uh, uh, famously from antiquity for foreigners and for visitors. But uh, you can't have uh, so many people, young people in Greece, uh, who have no work because the unemployment 
among the young people in Greece, I mean from 25 to 45 uh, years of age, are unemployed in Greece, Greeks unemployed. So we have all those young people who, of course, they have all the energy, and what are they going to do? It's natural and logical. In order to steal 10 euros or even 1 euro. And also we have a lot of crime here. Uh, by Greeks also, I don't say not Greek people who are starving and they get into old uh, uh, people's houses, they kill them for 10 euros. I mean, all this is known to, to the United States government and to, uh, the, uh, to the European Commission and the governing bodies, the Euro Parliament, who get so high salaries there, 25,000 uh, euros per month with all their privileges. I mean, it's a shame. And uh, at the same time, the Greek people are suffering here. Very few people uh, are those, the politicians and their friends, who are doing well, or people who have married European, other European people and they have uh, some other sources of income, uh, you know, uh, like myself, that I have married an Englishman, okay, and he helps me with my 99-year-old mother, because I have worked for 42 years and my salary does not, is not enough to support the medicine and all the care for my mother. And there are other people in much worse situations than me. Well, the uh, Greek government should, the patriotic Greek government, should uh, go to uh, the United Nations and ask uh, for the implementation of the humanistic clauses of the international law to stop paying the debt today. And later, when we start growing, we can pay the debt but the debt which is legal, not the odious debt. We have to find out which is the odious debt with a real committee, accounting uh, uh, committee. I, I can say that Greece may be little and is governed by corrupted and patriotic governments, but it is hard to die. Germans and whoever else will learn it in the hard way, I believe. Well, Professor Yorganda, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today here on Neodogos Radio and the Neodogos Interview Series and for sharing your views and insights with us. Best of luck with your continued efforts. Thank you very much. Thank you very much also for letting me know, express my opinion here and uh, have people, uh, foreign people, uh, to understand what the truth is, because the truth is hidden under the carpet in Greece. Also, I want to say the other thing uh, regarding your last question, that uh, Greek people, Greek people can go on with uh, only bread and olives, you know, to feed themselves, if they have hope that we are going to get our country back and we are going to have some growth. They can suffer sacrifice and be happy about it. But now they have lost hope and they are desperate and a lot of them commit suicide. But we can survive if we get out of that terrible euro which is a disguised German mark. 
which serves only the German interests and nothing else.